It's episode 244 of Nerds Eye View for the 29th of September. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing good. And uh, I'm Jordan, by the way. Yeah. In case uh, our wonderful listen- listeners didn't know it. Uh, and we are joined by a very special guest. Would yes. you like to introduce him? Yes, this is uh, uh, the one, the only Derek Armijo. Oh my goodness. Say hello. Hi, thank you. Uh, is for joining having us me. via Skype. Yeah, from a secret location off the coast of Costa Rica. <laughs> my bunker. Yep. Uh, uh, Derek, you might know from uh, the uh, other uh, Benview Network shows, such as Popsicles. Oh my goodness. Or uh, Picture Start. Mm-hmm. One year later, isn't it? Yeah. Beautiful. So you chose to do 243 episodes before you asked me to be on? <laughs> it took us this long to figure out how to get people on via Skype. Yeah, oh, it, was okay. a, it was an arduous process. I was a part of many tests, and let's just say that uh, my hair may never go back. <laughs> Got it. Uh, but what are, we, what are we reviewing today? Oh, we're reviewing a movie called The Intern. You forgot what it was called. I had to scroll down. I'm not going to lie. I saw a movie this morning. It kind of brainwashed me a little bit. Okay. Uh, there was water involved. Mm. Waterboarding? Maybe. Oh, jeez. And uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, we're going to re- review that after we do the box office top 10. After, oh, uh, well, actually, no. We have no renew. No, we should let the listeners know we're yeah, not no, doing new releases. Normally, we talk about the new releases. Um, because there are no new releases this <laughs> no, week. It's, I think there are no, it's Fury 7 came out. There are no movies coming out anywhere it in the planet. It came out like three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Anywhere in the planet ever, n- no movies are coming out this week. There was a, actually a band. There was a, all the video store owners came together and said, you know what? They're not paying off enough wages. We are going on strike. No new movies on the shelves this week. All right. Yeah, true story. And then uh, we have our review of The Intern. We're going to have our... Uh, promotional segment if you will and then we're going to do our guest the ending and at the very end of the show we'll have our discussion of uh, the intern where if you've seen the movie you can hang out with us at the very end and uh, we can break it down but uh, first let's do the top 10 start me up no wait count me down uh, don't call me number 10 Sicario uh, especially if you're going to go into number 9 the Green Inferno. Before you do that, you should visit number eight. <laughs> the War Room. War Room. No the. Especially if you're the number seven. The Perfect Guy. Then you can come by for a number six. The Visit. And stay for a number five. <laughs> Black Mass. And you won't have to uh, climb to the top of number four. <laughs> Everest. Uh, because you'll be busy with number three. Maze Runner, The Scorch Trial. Which is what we put every number two through. The Intern. Before they get to work at the wonderful number one. Hotel Transylvania 2. So, these numbers. There's a, uh, you know, there's a clear leader in this uh, box office top ten. Just a bit. Just a little bit. Uh, children like films. That was and crazy what just happened to me. Just then. <laughs> the, the, I just the, wanted to mention it. The whole countdown? Yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> We do that every week. Do you improv it or do you... Yeah, we just run right off the top of right our head. Right off the top of our head. And the best part is, is when we don't have a third person, we have to do it back and forth to each other like we're playing tennis with it's, words. It's like a crazy lightning round. It's insane. Pinging and ponging. Yep. But uh, but these numbers, I did not expect anything to come out with 50 million. Almost 50 million. Like, holy crap. Has it been that long since it gets a movie? It actually has. Yeah, there's, there's uh, no other one on the list. Yeah. So. And we actually have a movie that's in such a small release it made a hundred and uh, 
or no, $1.77 million, Sicario, which is which is one of the movies that's technically coming out in wide release next week. Mm-hmm. Like, the the front end, the front five of this are so stacked that it's uh, it's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, Derek, uh, you you seem to pride yourself on going to see every new release every weekend. Uh, Usually, yeah. How many of these have you actually seen? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. I paid for War Room, snuck into something else. <laughs> I've done uh, that. Six. I've, done I've seen that. six out of ten. Wow. Nice. Nice. Did you see The Perfect Guy? No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm still not sure what that is. <laughs> or what The War Room is. Is that some Christian thing? That is yeah. a Christian movie. I love it. Movie. I love it, Derek. Is that some Christian thing? Yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's called The War Room. <laughs> or, no, The, just War Room. And, Derek, did you, did you see the first Hotel Transylvania? I did. How, what did you think of that? Well, I actually watched it recently. Mm-hmm. Because it was on FX, but I did see it in the theater. It's so much to the fact where I missed the first opening minutes, got a refund, drove to the nearest theater, and then used that refund to, pay to buy the price. a ticket to a later showing so I could see complete Beautiful. Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> yeah. As God intended. And I remember liking it then, but I watched it now, and it doesn't seem that great. Hmm. Interesting. I liked the second one a lot, though. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I um, I was really impressed with the first one when I saw it, and it's from uh, uh, Gendy Tartatovsky, uh, who I really enjoyed his work in other cartoons. Oh, okay. I yeah. guess I actually have to see these films now, because I haven't seen either. Uh, but it is, I mean, at its heart, you know, uh, uh, oh, of Adam, course. Adam Sandler film. Yeah. So I guess maybe... One of his best, I feel, <laughs> uh, the last 15 years. So should he just stop doing live-action films and just stick to... Because, I mean... He's just come out with a bunch of stinkers. I mean, except for the impossible grown-ups movies. Or he should just talk in Dracula voice forever. <laughs> and just do that? I'm, yeah, I think I'm into that. Some of my favorite performances of his are when he's got a dumb accent, i got to <laughs> admit. There you go. I think it's his best since Little Nicky. Oh, my goodness. Leave, leave that, yeah. Both, Guess what both, my tastes are based on what I do. Both of them are creatures of the night. <laughs> true. Interesting. That's am, true. Am I the only one who liked, uh, what was that one where, where he was the guy who inherited it? Mr. Deeds. I enjoyed that. I liked one joke in that where Mr. Deeds lands on a helicopter on top of a building, and then a paparazzi guy takes his picture, then jumps off the building and parachutes down. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, all right. So And also the, the total box office numbers from this week compared to last week. Huge, of course, because of that number one. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the number one is just carrying it. It was a, what, a 30 million increase? That's, that's pretty crazy. It's a, it's a good jump. Does that mean that we're going to... I mean, we've got some big movies coming out next week. Do you think the, we're going to see numbers like this again? I think, yeah, Martian's going to open real big. I, I think. hope so. Uh, I think well, what about those Matt Damon comments? What about uh, pr- producers or what? What was it? Specific? Wasn't it? Just, it was specifically like behind the scenes of a film. You don't need diversity. What was he saying? Was well, that was insane? a couple of weeks ago. Today he was like, "Gay people should not come <gasps> out when you're an actor." <laughs> Whoa! Wow, that's I'm paraphrasing. Well, him and Ben Affleck kind of take. I mean, they're cousins, right? So they take turns being idiots. <laughs> uh, One of them owns in slaves, the limelight. The other hates the gays. Right. It just they just take turns. They're like, "Hey, uh, you want to take a break this week? Yeah, I'll take a break." All right, Even like all the ladies that have crushes on him are starting to throw down the gauntlet. The well, old socially bad things that he's been saying. Good. 
Someone I, needs to be accountable. I just remembered there was some other dumb thing where, where people were quoting Matt Damon because he was like, I want to be Daredevil. Like, what? That didn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, Makes sense to me. After, when we, when we reviewed um, We Are Your Friends, mm. I brought up a point about uh, uh, his mentor. How many people were in the theater when you saw that movie? I was, uh, I was alone until the trailers uh, started, and then about five or six people joined me. Yeah, it was like the last showing ever, so there was like ten people in there. Um, I'm a firm believer that horrible people and people who shouldn't give their opinion in public forums can create good art and can be good actors and good musicians and stuff like that. And uh, we just have to learn as a people to divorce their really crappy ideas from what they create. Like Tom Cruise for a while was just ridiculous. All you ever heard was horrible things about him in the media and just the dumb stuff he was saying and the things he was doing. And like, he pretty much had to become a recluse for a while because he just had such a series of bad publicity. Um, but you got to admit, like, it's been a while since I haven't enjoyed a Tom Cruise movie. Guy rides a motorcycle like a champ. Yeah. And he's just, he can run forever. Like I'm, he should have been born really. I don't want to stop liking Damon Wayans. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's another real, do you see what I mean? Like sometimes we just have to, like, I feel like every generation there are multiple people that we just have to be like, I can appreciate. Yeah. Definitely now because everyone has such easy access to saying stupid things but I publicly. Think, I think you you part of uh, maybe a caveat that you're you're not saying is that is that they need to own up to it. It yeah. needs to be something. It's not something that they're covering up. It's something that they they're willing to say in public. So they, because it's very different. I think what you're saying from how how we should all feel about Bill Cosby. Yeah. Because he's he's no we yeah. we need to be aware of who these people are and how much they should not be around other people mm. sometimes mm. or ever. And, uh, but also, you know, be able to appreciate the things that people do. I don't know. Also uh, movies with Mars or Martian in the title are consistently bombs. There's not one hit. Oh yeah. John, John Carter of Mars. Uh, John but Carter see, of Mars. I love those books. They just pillaged them when they Ghost created of Mars, Ghost Mars of Mars. Mars. I like Ghost of Mars. Oh, Mars needs moms. Oh my God. Never saw that. Mission to Mars, Red Planet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, hopefully this will break the, you know, the series of bombs. But didn't Mission to Mars, it got um, Gary Sinise into that Disney ride. Was Gary Sinise in Mission to Mars? Oh. Uh, nobody knows. That's the thing. Because <laughs> no one saw the movie. <laughs> it's lost. Literally, literally no one. Lost to history. Yeah. I rode that ride. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy ride. They just spin you around for the G force. Let's uh, just say I, I like that. I'm glad that the people I was on that ride with are not uh, in NASA. <laughs> yeah, my um, <laughs> I read that with my parents, and my mother literally drew blood from my father's arm by oh. grabbing on <laughs> so hard. Oh my god! You did the uh, the G force version of oh, it. Oh yeah. See, I, I chickened out. Oh, it's 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 a crazy feeling. I'm just not gonna. No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, all right. So normally we talk about the new releases, but as we uh, previously established, yeah, there's a strike. There's a, there's a strike on DVD and yeah. Blu-ray creators. Yep. So uh, all video stores are closed today. Yeah. Hopefully, right. isn't it weird about that the it, new video game? Yeah, and it just fell on today. Like it's so random that the strike fell on today's recording. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we'll we'll get to working with their unions so they get better representation. Oh yeah. Okay. No, I'm gonna be. I'll be in the meetings tomorrow. I'll let you know how it goes. 
so that just leaves uh, uh, the next thing is our review. Uh, so when we come back, uh, we'll be reviewing The Intern. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite! Unite. Okay, Benjamin, I'm going to ask you one of our more telling questions for all of our interns, so I want you to, like, this is the one to really think about, okay? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? When I'm 80. And I love myself! Remember a few weeks ago, we talked about the senior intern program? Seniors in high school or college? No, 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 no. Seniors in life. Hold on. What? That's our founder and CEO, Jules Austin. Any tips before I go in? Blink. Blink. She hates when people don't blink. It weirds her out. Hi, Jules. I'm Ben, your new intern. I'm glad you also see the humor in this. Be hard not to. I will email you when I have something for you to do. I'll wait to hear from you, sir. I'm terribly sorry. Excuse me. So you're Jules' new driver? No, actually, I'm her intern. That's hysterical. The intern keeps busy. Mr. Congeniality. Everybody loves him. You should dress to impress. Tuck in the shirt. Why doesn't anybody tuck anything in anymore? Oh, I'm asking you. I'm Fiona, the house masseuse. Thank you. <sighs> How's that been? Well, so that, that, oh, boy. <laughs> Facebook, huh? Well, I joined about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> well, better late than never. All right, so there are all these questions for your profile that you can answer if you want to, like people who inspire you. Jules Austin. <sighs> you do inspire Jules. Our investors just think that a seasoned CEO could take some things off your plate. I mean, give me CEO lessons. I never had anything like this in my life. This big, beautiful, exciting thing that you created. Remember who did that? Oh. Good times. <laughs> it's moments like this when you need someone you know you can count on. Because you're my... Intern. Well, I was gonna say intern slash best friend. Look and learn, boys, because this is what cool is. How in one generation have men gone from guys like Jack Nicholson and Harrison Ford to... Oh, boy. The Intern, uh, written and directed by Nancy Myers. Oh, nice. I did not know it was directed and written by a woman. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's cool. And it's, of course, starring Robert De Niro and Hathaway. Yeah. All the rest. Those people. Are you aware of the Nancy Myers pedigree? No. We've got Father of the Bride, Father of the Bride Part 2. Something's got to give. The complicated. The Parent Trap? What? I mean, Talk the about original was back. done by someone else. Oh, uh, the original shrink and roll. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, uh, Jordan isn't always uh, up on who's directed what. No, I don't know the people behind the scenes. I barely know the actors' names. Some call her, like, the female Judd Apatow. Oh, nice. In that she, like, wrangles together these top talents. And instead of, like, talking about video games and smoking weed, it's like, oh, dark chocolate. 
that's, that's cool. I can see that. Uh, yeah, so uh, just in case anyone doesn't know what the intern is, uh, basically Robert De Niro is a, a 70-year-old widower uh, who has found an opportunity to apply as an intern uh, at a, uh, a fashion uh, an online website. Yeah. Fashion online clothing store. Yes, an online clothing store, uh, which is uh, uh, it's being run by Jules Austin. Right. Uh, mm. Anne Hathaway. Uh, she's the you know the CEO who does it all. Yeah, she's she's in there in the trenches on the phones. She's going to a hundred meetings a day, riding her bike, riding her bike around the office for exercise. Uh, and she you know she also has a home life. She has a kid and a husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like that. When I saw that, I had forgotten in the in the trailers that they show that. Uh huh. And so when I saw that, after all they've been through to, at that point, I was yeah. like, oh, and this. Yeah, this woman. I didn't realize uh, her husband was played uh, by um, workaholic Anders Holm. Yeah, when I I kept seeing him being listed very high in the credits, and I was like, "Who the Ooh, hell is who he?" Who is he? Yeah. And um, which one is that? I guess I'd never watched it, so don't answer that. So if he, um, I mean, he's kind of like the most normal looking. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, uh, I mean, Derek, you must remember in season uh, four of Community, uh, um, it's Adam D- Divine is the. Um, his perfect guy. Yeah, I mean, and it, yeah, and in Community, he's Jeff's half brother or whatever that was. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so uh, he's he's on Workaholics as well as Anders Holm, who plays in this mm-hmm. film, uh, Jules' husband. That kid's working hard. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. in two movies. He's in the Final Girls as well. Who and Anders Holm or Adam Devine? Adam Devine, and he's in Modern Family pretty regularly. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, he's doing all right, then. He's got a lot of eggs in the basket. And right I liked now. him in uh, both Pitch Perfect films. Sure. <laughs> Derek, where do you stand on the Pitch Perfect films? Uh, the first one was fine, and then yep. the second one had a bad first half, and mm-hmm. then I, I eventually rel- I, I gave up. Mm-hmm. I you, gave in, I guess. You gave in? By the <laughs> second you just, half. You just let it envelop you? I would rather see the ABC Family sequels than, like, real big box office summer sequels that's interesting yeah hmm. yeah interesting yeah um so yeah so this this um some kind of funny complaints i saw online like w- before this film even came out was people were kind of asking like what's what is the what is the problem like what is no, the you saw one person say that yes I, <laughs> I i probably saw only one person but in my mind it turned into the whole internet well that's how right. the internet works the internet you saw is dan a... Harmon say that and he wasn't even paying attention to the trailer I yeah I know because uh, I mean it, it's already like you already feel like sort of sort of sad enough for De Niro for for this poor old guy he's lost his wife and uh-huh. and he just he just wants to you know be recognized he just wants to be a part of the world yeah I mean that, something yeah in that opening uh, sequence where he's like I always go to my Starbucks and he sits there and then two business guys say can we join you and he says yeah and they immediately turn away from him uh, and don't talk to him yeah it's pretty rough horrible <laughs> you know that's sad. Have you seen, have either of you seen a movie called Everybody's Fine that came out about five yes, or six I years have. ago? Yes, I have. This is like the companion piece to that <laughs> movie. And I loved that movie. <laughs> that, um, uh, just, I'll just keep talking about my parents. My, my mother and father watched that and thought it was our family. So Really? <laughs> What's he, your secret? What are you? What are you pretending to be? They're worried. My mother's worried that if 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 she dies first, then we'll never we'll never talk to him and uh, my father and uh, or you know keep him up to date or whatever. 
so oh, she's his lifeline to the world. Yeah, yeah. That's what that whole movie's about. Nice. I've never heard about your father. He's he's you know he's a little sentimental. So okay. Uh, but no, I t- I don't know. I talked to him. I don't know what what she's so worried about. What they're both that movie. In case nobody, I don't think anybody's really seen it. No. Um, Robert De Niro plays a dad who wants to visit or have his children visit him for Christmas, but they all have excuses, so he goes and sees them, mm-hmm. and the facades that they tell him their lives are start to unravel. Huh. Yeah, they it's say... Pretty, uh, it's pretty it, great. The, you know, uh, everybody's fine, but mm-hmm. no, they're not. He goes and he finds out that each of them has something that they've never told him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all that I can re- what really stands out to me for that film, Derek, is the there's like a dream sequence towards the end. <laughs> and I just thought that I remember was... That. Oh man, it's a that scene is a is really strange because it's it's basically just hitting you over the head with like it's him confronting all the children in a dream like where it's like I think I remember that. Why don't you talk to me? And there's like a weird cloud in the sky. That is weird. Oh, it's well, it's Christmas. There's a lot of supernatural elements to that holiday. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, let's let's talk about the intern. Yeah. Uh, so of of, of course, uh, I mean. Part of this film is definitely about um, uh, Jules kind of opening up, right? Uh, to, to um, what is his name? Ben. Ben. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's kind of it follows like a, a, a you know kind of formulaic where it's like oh she's you know she doesn't want to you know let anyone help her she doesn't it's you know. almost the devil wears Prada mm-hmm. with her as the devil very close yes almost uh, and and I do kind kind of find that funny how a lot of her employees were saying like, Oh, she's hard to work with, but really like, it seemed like the hardest thing was that she just didn't want him around. And she just right. didn't want help. Yeah. She was that's never really she's hard to work with. What they're saying about women in the workplace. Like if, even if they're normal, they're considered difficult if they're set in their ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, and um, I mean, this is in the, the trailer, the whole, the whole uh, subplot about um, they're trying to bring in an older, more experienced CEO to replace her. Yeah. This mm-hmm. company that she created, uh, the investors are trying to bring someone in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and she's they almost, got their first Steve Jobs, <laughs> and uh, she she's almost going along with it, like in a sense to become more of a normal mother. Yeah, and and you know, woman in a household. There's because a, her husband's a house husband, or what do they prefer to be called? Stay at home dad. <laughs> a dad mommy. Stay at home dad. <laughs> I did like that scene where I liked all those scenes, yeah. and I, w- I I would definitely be. Her house husband. I would be Anna Hathaway's house. I'll take care of her kid. Yep. I'll make the food. I'll hang out. I'll take naps. Whatever. Yeah, I'm good with that too. And when she comes home, I'm not going to be rolling over, going, "Oh, so tired." Mm-hmm. Not me. Yep. <laughs> and I also wouldn't be watching Jimmy Fallon at night. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness! Yeah, when they passed yeah. by that TV and Jimmy Fallon was on, I went, "Really? Wow. Come on." Hopefully, he was watching something earlier today. He just fell asleep. I don't know. <laughs> We're watching uh, Dateline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really like. Um, I mean, Anne Hathaway's. I think she's really good in this. Right. I think she's, she's oh, return to form. Yeah. I think she doesn't have to go too dark. Uh, like what was that one that she did a couple of years ago where she was like the was she a drugged out sister? I never saw that film. Rachel getting married. It's a really good movie. Is it? Is it? Okay. Well. Maybe I'll give it a chance. But I feel like a lot of times an actress will feel like they have to do that role just once or twice mm-hmm. where they have to go like crazy dark. And but she did that... Les Miserables. Oh, geez. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> I thought she was bad in that, but I wanted to see Mia Thermopolis. 
Yeah. <laughs> sure. No, it doesn't everybody? Would you watch a Princess Diaries 3, Derek? What do you think? <laughs> um, Would I watch it? I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't really like the second one that much. Well, I didn't either. But a lot of you know, a lot could happen. Yeah. I mean, it had Chris <laughs> Chris Pine. Yeah, before he, before, before he, he was knew him, Captain Kirk. He was also in a movie called Just My Luck with uh, Lindsay Lohan. If you ever. Oh my God! I just that? remembered that. Oh wow! I never saw it, but I yeah. Oh my God. Oh boy, Lindsay Lohan. That was her last uh, legitimate thing, I think. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I'm getting the sense here that no one really wants to talk about this film. No, I'm sorry. I'm tangenting. I love, I love this movie. This is my favorite movie of the year. I'm revealing that right now. Nice. On this show, Andrew. Good. You're getting the exclusive. Yeah. Well, because Popsicles doesn't record regularly or you, you lost the, there was the last episode got lost. Yeah. Oh no. Um, but, but yeah, I, I do have to say I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, me too. Uh, almost, it, it just, it just, it does it. It just something about, I want to, to be in a company where Robert De Niro starts working there so that he can magically fix everything. And yeah. s- I'm not and even mad at this. that because there are people that exist. that are just competent people. Yeah. That, that strive to help others. Like yeah. that, that person does exist. Companies like that exist. Like one thing I enjoyed is like all these, all these characters and all the dialogue felt real. Mm-hmm. which was nice. Like n- no one, it didn't feel like Aaron Sorkin was trying to tell me something about the way the world should be. It was just people. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. When I saw that clutter table, I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen to that table. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, someone's <laughs> going to take care of that table. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that frustrates her at work every day. I wonder who's going to fix that. Wonder how <laughs> he's going to win her over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and when he, um, I mean, when he takes over as the driver, I was wondering how that was going to happen. That was, uh, Fucked up. Yeah. That, that almost became like an after-school special. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was right on the edge. And then he disappears. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, he's, he didn't come into work today. Okay, he's well. He's not answering anybody's we don't need calls. Him. We don't need him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, uh, uh, we can talk more about this in the discussion, but I do want to mm-hmm. touch on this here. There was an, uh, an interesting thread that I thought was kind of dropped um, about uh, didn't didn't uh, Ben's children live in San Francisco? Yeah, and then at one point there is a San Francisco trip, and there was San no, Diego. Oh, was it San? They Diego? live in San Diego. They live in California, but not. I don't know. I felt like they were they were going to connect somehow. I feel like uh, I felt like that was going to come back around. I, I think that was just that. I think that was just him talking about his kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and we haven't even talked about like Renee Russo. She's great. Uh, I think it's I think it's fun when and when they almost shows up don't need her. I think the only reason. I don't know if this, this doesn't count as well. The only reason she's there is because somebody asked me, is this a romantic comedy? Like, are mm. Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro going to fuck? And I'm like, I don't think that's what they're trying to do here. I think she was just put in there to make it clear that their friendship is platonic. Yeah. Yeah, he needed he needed a... A, uh, a lady friend. A lady adult companion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she was... She was something that reawakened something in I, him. I think she's still like a good actress. I think. Oh, I thought she's, she was. She's great. in very few films. Like she was in Nightcrawler. Oh uh, man! And that was that movie was great, and yep. she was definitely a great part of it. Mm-hmm. The only reason she was in that is she's married to the director. Yeah. Well, he needs to make more films then. So yeah. That, so that she can be in more of them. She was taken out of the Marvel universe. Spoilers. Oh, that's right. Oh. That's right. That's a bummer. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Pour one out for Rene Russo. <laughs> yep. I'm glad that she's still working while Mel Gibson is toiling somewhere in his cave. Well, we all remember his return to form with the beaver. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, he worked with Nancy Myers in a movie called... Uh, what Women Want. Yes. I actually like that movie. I, I knew that was that was her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that's a weird one, though. That's good. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm, I'm not... The only movie I'm uh, not a fan of hers is uh, The Holiday. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen enough to know. Uh, but, D- Derek, how would you place this in the, in the Myers... Uh, filmography it would be pretty high i mean probably the father of the bride movies top them mm-hmm. um and she made those with her husband at the time and then they broke up and mm. both her and he made movies about breaking up oh and he made the alfie movie with uh Julie law oh wow and that was kind of the last movie he made so she, she laughed him wow He's still making movies i this is my first five star of the year i think wow Nice. So this would be pretty high. Mm-hmm. It's better. Than, I love It's Complicated, and I think this is better than that. I also liked It's Complicated. <laughs> I didn't say like I said love. Did I say like? Uh, I don't know. but I meant love. But I, I, Everything pales in comparison to this. Literally, I, was, I saw two movies. I saw Hotel Transylvania 2, mm-hmm. and then I saw this, and I'm like, I'm not even going to attempt Green Inferno. Because that'll be like eating dog shit after. Yeah, no, having like I'm a, staying as far away nice, from that as possible. Like a nice dinner. I I, I kind of wanted to retire from movies for a while. Yeah, because you come out on the other side of this and you feel good. Did you watch Sicario before or after this? Uh, I saw that last week. Okay, yeah, because that's a whole different experience. And I will admit to you that I and this is I, I can't even explain why I was tearing up in several moments of this movie and yeah. ones that probably don't even merit tearing up. I was just watching perfect moments. Yep. Yeah, it hits you the way like uh, late night Hallmark commercials hit you, you know. My comparison to that is the TBS two AM movie. Yeah. No, I feel you. If you ever watch that, somehow they've plugged into my exact taste, and it's always something that you gotta finish watching. Yeah, for me, it's like they have that uh, those South Park manatees. That instead of making uh, Family Guy. TV shows there, uh, they've got a bunch of keywords about like feelings and, and Catherine Heigl. Yeah, and different different <laughs> uh, different <laughs> actors and actresses that that are gonna they're gonna get you, yep. get you right the feels. All right, so let's uh, uh, we'll wrap up our review. Um, any final words and thoughts on Go the see review it. segment? Go see it. I mean, you don't have to see it in the theater. Uh-huh. You know, it's nice. But do because, because uh, you I can cry with everybody else. Yeah, I think we I think we should encourage people to see this in the theater to to make sure that uh that these movies continue to get made. And bring some tissues? Is that what you're saying? And that well, I I want to see Robert De Niro in more roles like this. Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. This is okay. his new thing where he's I mean, he's still great, but he's just great at something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that too. I was watching him being adorable on screen and I was like, this is just thinking about the past movies he's made. I'm like, what is going? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. All right, let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters this weekend. Oh my goodness, what's coming out let new me, in theaters? Let me read off the list here. We got The Martian. We got The Walk. Uh, coming out in a wider release, we have Sicario. Yep. We have Freeheld. Uh, and in limited release, Shanghai. Noon. <laughs> we wish. Or okay. night. 
or three or a third one. Yeah, 14. whatever they would call the third. What was, it, what was the third one going to be? They had a title. Oh, I didn't know they had a title. It was like Shanghai Morning or something. Oh my god. Well, whatever it is, it's perfect. Uh, it should it should still get made, I think. I'm bored of space. I'm not very excited about this Martian. Me neither. I'm going to tell you. Also, I've seen Kate Mara in an astronaut suit, or didn't I guess because she didn't get to go on the Fantastic Four. No, adventure. the men went and had their fun while she stayed yeah. and did work. I've seen Jessica like Chastain be in space or not. Do mm. you Donald Glover's in this? Yes. Yeah, I saw in the trailer and I was like, "What?" There's a new He's cut of the trailer where he actually gets a moment where he like he pops up and he says, "I know how to save uh, Matt Damon, whatever his character's name is, uh-huh. the Martian." Yeah, I get to, I know how to save the Martian. And Which I was is like, right oh, here, so astronaut Mark there. Watney. Oh yeah, Watney. Yeah. All right. So, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the Martian. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, but before we uh, guess the ending, uh, let's got some uh, some thanks. Uh, first of all, let's thank uh, Silent Partner. We're doing our theme song, Sophomore Makeout. We got that from the YouTube audio library. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we should also thank Justin Keyson. Uh, he did our logo, uh, the Nerds I View logo. You can find his writings and more at Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. Uh, if you like uh, podcasts and you like me, you should listen to Shut Up, Leonard. Uh, that's a community recap and review podcast that I do with Matt Benson. Mm. Aren't you guys almost done? Uh, yeah. I mean, by the end of this year, I think we'll be done. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I saw Jim Rash the other day. Yeah, you tweeted about that. That's insane to me. We, very, very, very like muscular looking. I, yeah, I kind of get that from from. There was one episode of it, uh, there's a couple episodes of Community where he takes off his shirt, and uh, <laughs> you can tell he he works out. Uh, you should also check out another podcast I do with Matt Benson and David King called Pick Your Path. That's a choose your own adventure style enhanced podcast. Uh, where every month we've been giving you uh, scripted out choose your adventure style stories uh, where you the listener gets to decide how the story goes along Uh, the last episode of season one will be released uh, this week October 1st Uh, that'll be the final story of season one uh, called The Secret of Mulligan Cove (laughs) yeah is it that you keep doing things over and over because it's called Mulligan Cove (laughs) Uh, you know, I don't know where... It's uh, David's story, so I don't know where he came up with the name for the cove, but that's a... Well, no, the whole thing happens at a mini golf course. Well, it's a... I mean, I don't want to say too much, but there's a, there's a treasure map involved. Uh-huh. Does it take place on the Empty Nest world? Because Richard Mulligan was in that? That's a little too... You know what? That was a, no, forget that. Take that out of the podcast. What I just said. <laughs> no, that's staying That's just for me. Yeah. That's just for you. Um, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about uh, his writings on Optograb.org, Readwave.com, and his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. Uh, Jordan? I do a little bit of streaming over at Twitch.tv, uh, backslash Gamersault Weekly, and Spear Poet. Um, I played Mario Maker last week. Mm. I'm probably going to do it again. I made a little level. Uh, I, I checked back, and it had like a 6% completion rate, and I thought it was a super easy level. Wow. So... I need to go back and figure out what was wrong with it because I thought it was super easy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll be back on this Saturday. I think I'm going to be playing more Mario Maker, uh, making some levels, playing some levels. Uh, going to take some feedback from uh, the listeners and probably, uh, you know, look for some cool levels online, you know, the ones that everybody's talking about, all the all the interesting things. And uh, that's basically it. I mean, I might <laughs> I might have something in the next issue. 
of Elba Union, maybe? Of the Long Beach Union Weekly. Yeah. The magazine that I'm the entertainment editor. Oh, is that what you do? At Cal State <laughs> Long Beach. Oh, cool. That you sometimes write for? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so go check that at LBUnion.com. Yes, please. Uh, Derek, what, what do you want to promote? At Derek Armijo on Twitter, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Popsicles. Mm-hmm. We'll come back eventually. <laughs> uh, you don't have any little secret side projects? Mm, not, not the moment, no. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, I'm on Twitter at Podcaster Andrew. I'm at TrueVelk. And you should check out all the other podcasts on the Ben V Network. That's BenVNetwork.com, the aforementioned. Most of them. Well, sure. <laughs> check out Shut Up Leonard, at least. Check out Pick Your Path, BenVNetwork.com slash PYP. Uh, check out Popsicles. Uh, check out, I mean, Radio Brendo Man. You, you, Derek, you appear on that sometimes. Yeah. This week they have uh, Mark, Ma- they go to the LA Podfest. They talk to yes, Mark Marin. That- that's it a, is hilarious. That's a crazy episode. At the and end. what were you laughing at? There's a picture of them talking to to some guy. Oh, Todd Glass, uh, and you're just. I know that maybe he said something funny, but I want to think that you're laughing at them. Uh, well, there was there was a bit he was doing where they. I guess he'd said that a, another comedian would join him, a newer comedian, and the the comedian couldn't find his way, so they had to call him on the phone, and it was just Todd Glass yelling at this guy on the phone, and I thought that was really funny. Uh, okay. Uh, and he did eventually show up. Um, but yeah, go go check out them, uh, Radio Brendo Man. Uh, check check all the stuff. Shut Up Leonard had a special PodFest episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check that out. And our personal website for Nerds I View, nvpodcast.com. Uh, you can email us with your uh, thoughts, concerns. If you want us to review something, uh, you know, nvpodcast at gmail.com. And on Twitter, at nvpodcast. So now it is time for Guess the ending you'll never guess how it ends who's up first oh that's me uh, i'm doing the walk uh directed by robert zemeckis uh starring Ger- jordan joseph uh jordan uh everett levitt uh and uh ben kingsling and james badge dale in 1974 highway and um philippe Perret. Petite? Petite? Is it Philippe Petite? Is that really his name? He's a high wire artist. He can have whatever name he wants. Is he Little Philippe? Yeah. Is that really his Philippe name? Petite. <laughs> little Philippe. That is fucking adorable. Have you seen that trailer? No. You haven't seen the trailer for oh, the no. wire? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it like a dozen times. You mean the, the walk? walk? Or the walk, I'm, excuse me. Yeah, a uh, million times. Uh, I've never heard someone say his last name, though. I have to say, I like the first half of the trailer, and then I hate the second half. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I went with people that were legitimately thinking that Joseph gordon Levitt was playing an Asian man that wants to walk across yeah, the World Trade Center Tower. His uh, gender... He's, he's got something going on there. Race is ambiguous. Recruits a team of people to help him realize his dream to walk the immense void between the World Trade Center Towers. Um, <sighs> what are you going to do? I should have thought know, about it I before this moment. Eventually. Uh, um, so basically, uh, this ends up being, you know, the whole time it's playing it like a heist, Right. As you can see in the trailer, <laughs> as anyone can see in the trailer, right? But uh, in the end, this is all just a big smokescreen. Because while he's on top, walking across the tower, the tightrope between the towers, his crew is actually inside the World Trade Center stealing all of the monies. Wow. 
from uh what is it the stock market what is it called i don't know <laughs> like uh yeah sure because in the in 74 nothing's computerized yet so they're just standing in front of those little ticket machines that are just ticking away the information yeah. and they're just stealing all the paper so this is a power heist remake yeah basically mm-hmm. and um uh, they just walk out of there with big devil bags that's full of all the paper that comes out of those machines. Because that's what I imagine the <laughs> stock market was like before computers, right? It's just it's just dudes, you know, with their little whiskeys, you know, standing Ticker in front tape. of those little ticket things, checking the numbers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, without that, there's no way they could do their job any other way, definitely. So uh, they just walk out of there with all that paper, if you will, and they use that to uh, make their millions. And um, while everyone's cheering him from below and the cops are trying to arrest him, his crew's walking away with uh, billions. Wow. I thought you were just going to say, like, thousands. No. Because <laughs> back then it was worth $1, more anyway. $1,000. <laughs> they bought 100 million gallons of gas with that. Yeah, it was crazy. I bet yeah. somewhere some executive pitched that exact story. Yeah, <laughs> I don't doubt it. And that's how it ends. Because right. they walk, up, they do the walk. Oh, they do the walk away with all the money. Oh. You see, <laughs> you make it all tie together. Yeah, I'm saying. All right, Derek, tell us about the film that you'll be guessing the ending to. Okay, it's called Free Held, directed by Peter Sollett, starring Julianne Moore, Alan Page, her forehead, Steve Carell, and Michael Shannon. Now I'm reading this for the first time. Wow. New Jersey Police Lieutenant Laurel Hester. And her registered domestic partner, Stacy Andre, both battle to secure Hester's pension benefits <laughs> when she is diagnosed with terminal cancer. Well, huh. I love how your laugh went up <laughs> and then immediately back down. Oh my god, it's boring and it's also trite. Okay, so I hope this isn't a true story. Um, it's it's uh, totally a true story. 100% is true it? story. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to guess. I mean, you know what? I'm, it would be more interesting to me if Ellen Page was the police lieutenant, Laurel Hester, and her domestic partner, Julianne Moore, is kind of like a trophy girlfriend. <laughs> like an older trophy girlfriend. Yeah. Arm, I, arm candy, if you will. I like uh-huh. that a lot. And Steve Carell is the doctor that is trying to help them with, with, the, with the cancer part of it. But he's like a crazy doctor, like in... Uh, Nine months. He's like Rob Williams. Oh. He doesn't know the names of anything and trying to birth babies. Michael Shannon is the chief of police that's trying to keep her from getting pensions. And he's always calling them dykes and bad words for lesbians and stuff and like insinuating it's really hot that the the Ellen Page, who I assume dresses in a policeman's uniform that is like way too big for her. And with like a big oversized hat that yeah. she's wearing all the time. Oh yeah. And so she sues the police department for her pension benefits because she's <laughs> she's three days away from retirement. And um, and during all that, the the South African consulate is doing their own heist, and she discovers that. And so Michael Shannon and her have to team up to stop them. And they have to put aside their differences and stop the South African consulate. And then when they figure it out, um, she's like, you know what? I'm going to give you your benefits. You, you did this job just as good as any man. And she's like, thanks, sir. And then his, the last line is, you're dis- what is it? You're dismissed? 
you're, he goes, you're dismissed. She salutes. And then the judge slams his hammer. He's like, case dismissed. And then Julianne Moore and Ellen Page share a, like a very, like a, like a court kiss. It's mm. not, it's not salacious. PG. Yeah. And Steve Carell's in the, in the back <laughs> clapping. I, um, I, I kind of want you to never find out what the real <laughs> film is. Yeah, don't watch the trailer. Your version's kind of better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the trailer, uh, yeah. It's really, when I saw that trailer, I was like, I don't even know what, this, who, did someone make this film? Yeah, and I've How seen the trailer happen? like three times already now. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, I will be uh, guessing the ending to Shanghai, uh, directed by oh, Michael Hafstrom. Hafstrom? Do you think that's good? Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of dots over his uh, his vowels and his last name. No, uh, starring John Cusack, Lee Gong, Chow Yun Fat, and David Morse, uh, 40s period piece which revolves around an American expat who returns to Shanghai in the months before Pearl Harbor due to the death of his friend. Huh. So uh, when it says it revolves around an American expat, that's actually it's quite literally the camera's com- revolving entirely oh the entire my God. time. Uh, yeah, this was. Um, it actually took a long time for this film to come out because uh, they wanted uh, to make it in 3D. So there was a lot of arguments with the the whole 3D team mm-hmm. uh, with the spinning camera and the 3D. They were like, "This is going to be insane. Why are we doing this?" A lot of arguments with real D. Yeah, uh, but eventually they they. So it's not in 3D, but it's still the camera spins around him constantly, uh, and it, that's John Cusack, and he returns to Shanghai before before Pearl Harbor. Uh, he actually meets uh, one of the um, uh, kamikaze pilots uh, before they go off uh, to to fight, and uh, yeah, he actually gets to know him very well. He's uh, they become like really good buddies, uh, but then he's like, "Oh, but I have to go," because they both knew they ha- they w- that was the mutual friend who died, so they become friends at starting at the funeral all the way up until the war begins. Interesting. Uh, and then once the once everything goes down, then uh, John Cusack uh, he decides he doesn't want to go back to America. Uh, he decides to stay uh, there in Shanghai, and he meets a lady, and everything's fine. The lady is the sister of the of the guy who the you know, kamikaze. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just everything's cool, and the camera just keeps spinning, even for the credits. It's very there's strange. no there's no heist because we've had a pretty heist heavy podcast well, okay, so far. I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to say too much. You didn't. You were halfway through that before I realized you were making it up. <clears throat> but Chow Yun Fat. Uh, before he goes on his kamikaze mission, he's the kamikaze pilot, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, well, they, he wants to leave John Cusack and his sister in good shape. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know I'm not going to come back from this war. Uh, I need to do something right now because they, they won't stop me from going to this war. They need me for the war, but I can go do whatever I want. So he does, he pulls off a heist. Yeah, because there's no And it's actually, um, David Morse, is the, he owns the bank that he steals from. Interesting. He's the evil American. Who owns a bank in Shanghai? Shanghai. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Yes, that's that film. Uh, So now we can end the guessing. Uh, So so that's it. So if anyone uh, wants to confirm or deny our guesses as correct or incorrect, well, they're completely true. Of course, our endings are always correct. uh, But email us nevpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. So so we've done it. It's uh, been another great episode. Remember to stay tuned for the discussion. Yeah, the we'll, put, we'll, we'll have our discussion uh, after uh, the the music plays. Uh, but until next week, this has been episode 244 of Nerds I View. 
Uh, thank you very much, Derek Armijo, for being thank on. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is Andrew. I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, if a suited dude comes up to you and wants to take over your chick site company, <laughs> don't do it because you can handle it. For some reason, I typed into IMDb intern. Mm-hmm. I went to go tap it, and then the list suddenly changed, and I ended up tapping on Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. That's, uh, that is what you call a happy coincidence. I'm prepared to review that as well. <laughs> yeah, we can review that. So now we'll get into the discussion mm-hmm. segment where we can get a little deeper. I want to just start this right off with a scene that I could not believe was happening before my eyes. A scene that... Uh, the boner I, scene? Huh? The boner scene? No. That's, uh, in, the, that's in the trailer. This, this was was, I didn't realize that he was getting a boner in the trailer. Oh, no. I, I, didn't, I don't think I realized that either oh, in the trailer. I got it. <laughs> okay. I realized that they were... He was like making a joke about being turned on. I didn't realize. Jordan this. knows boner face when he sees it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the way those other guys are reacting, I was like, I've been there. Uh, I believe it is honestly my belief that um, they realized that they needed a scene um, to 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 get me super excited. Uh, you know, at the right point in this film, so they put in a literal heist scene. Oh, I yeah. oh my god! I lost and my mind. They licensed David Holmes. Yes. Ocean's Eleven score. Yes. I think I think it was a good idea too because, um, like the pacing of this movie's movie's good, mm-hmm. but it does start to slow down, mm-hmm. and that height scene just comes out of nowhere. That when Robert De Niro turns to Anne Hathaway and says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna break into the house and," take and I knew that's top. what he was gonna say. <laughs> I just <laughs> I thought this this isn't real. <laughs> I, this is, but it, no, it seemed like it was made just for me to enjoy. Yep. And I'm glad that others have enjoyed it. They took they, it's so it's beautiful. Like, it's like someone went in at the eleventh hour and copy and pasted a scene from another movie into this movie. But it works. But it works. It's perfect. Yeah, it's. I great. love that they take up identities of the actual Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah. they all they actually it is it is discussed in dialogue yeah. about how each of them are different characters. Well, when they turned to that film. last guy and they said, "You're Ben Affleck's brother," I said, "Yes." Yeah, yeah. good. As soon as they They're they looked great. at him, I said, "Yes." That's yeah. Uh-huh. That's my favorite character. Oh, yeah, he's a he's a delightful little weirdo. Uh-huh. Um, the the he just what, did he just graduate from college? What was his whole deal? He, but he was getting kicked out of his parents' house. Yeah, because he he had just gotten out of college and he had gotten this internship, and they expected him to find his own place as soon as he he was out of school. Yeah, but and of course, uh, you know, Robert De Niro takes him under fixes his everything. Yeah, takes gives him, him under a pocket square. square. Yeah, gives him a pocket square. Yep, <laughs> that's so great, man. Uh, there was a there was a little tiny part of me that when they went into his his uh, closet, I was like, oh, he's gonna have guns behind all those things. <laughs> they talk about being <laughs> this is the American branch of the. Uh, oh my goodness, Kingsman! <laughs> oh boy, that's a little. <laughs> hey, much. there was a heist in this film. All right, let's let's not go crazy here. They, and, oh my goodness, De Niro was so calm under pressure as everything was going crazy around him. Yeah, like he's done it before. Like, oh my God. Yeah, how many heists has he done, do you think? 
Ben Ben Whitaker. Ben Whitaker. Who knows? For the phone book company, no less. <laughs> well, and then there's also that scene where it's revealed that the building that they are working oh, at is the exact I, I same building. I want to talk extensively about that scene. Uh, yeah, let's. What What do you have to say? Please. Okay, so in the trailer, they make a little joke, and we're like, "Oh, you're just joining Facebook, or like the never blah blah." And then in this movie, it's like a whole scene. Yeah. And. I found myself getting very emotionally overwhelmed, A, by the revelation that the building they're working in is the old building that he used to work in. Uh For 40 years. When he was the phone book uh, business. And then just like, not even the point where it's like, oh, I'll be your first Facebook friend, whatever, but have you ever, I don't know if, like, have you ever, when I was in an office environment, I would see that some people were Facebook friends with the boss and some weren't. Hmm. There's like a story behind if you look, if you're looking at Ben Whitaker's Facebook and you're like, Oh, of course he's Jules Facebook friend. They probably did it together. But like, there's this little nice little story behind <laughs> yeah. that little icon beyond a friends list. Yeah. They made it a moment. They made it touching. They didn't yeah. have to. It could have been, it just could have been a gag. Like, it, it, the trailer plays it off as this, like, oh, you're so old, you just now have Facebook, ha, ha, ha. But it ends up being a very touching scene. I looked at it as the story behind a small moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. Uh, I think this film was full of, like, that, those kinds of moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they're all earned and uh-huh. genuine. Like, at the end of the film, when um, she shows up at his place, and she finds out that the other intern's living with him and Fiona has stayed the night. Yeah. And she's just like, like she is, she is like the grand Pumbaa of this, con- this company, uh-huh. but all this other stuff is happening behind the scenes. And like he's, he has his, you know, he has his touch all over her company mm-hmm. in good ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she I didn't can, even think about that. She can see that he's pretty much permeated all of her company in the so best what? way possible. And it so, does it doesn't, it doesn't even feel the need to to. I mean, when that CEO storyline ends, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm. I'm. She just says, I'm going to keep doing it. Like, Did it, you think that at one, any point that she was going to let Ben be the CEO? That's what I think. Oh, that, I wanted I think, it. I wanted it. I but think, no. I think that would be undercutting yeah. what yeah. she was supposed exactly. to be doing. Exactly. Exactly. Be- because their relationship was so. Because it would change their power dynamic, mm-hmm. and the fact that he was supporting her while she mm-hmm. was doing this amazing thing is very right. important. Yeah, I'm I, feeling very bonded to you two right now. <laughs> I think if anything, uh, there could have been a scene where he actually has to defend her in front of others. But I mean, ag- again, it's not super necessary. You, so, see, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I loved. I mean, there was that scene at the park. Yeah, that's that's good enough. Yeah, where that's all you need. Mm-hmm. He he stands up for her in a way. To where he's not being he's not being bitter, he's not being petty. He's the only one that's not a dick. Yeah. He's literally the only one that's not a dick. Yeah. And so it's, halfway it, through the movie, um, everything's going so well. He's acclimated himself into her family life and she's accepted him. Knowing that this is a movie, I'm like, Oh my god, the other shoe's gonna drop and I'm I'm not ready. I cannot handle because, it. And because then, there has to be some bigger conflict. Huh? Because yeah. we've already We've already padded down the initial conflict of him acclimating. So mm-hmm. what's the new one? You're right. Right. And so when it happens where her husband's cheating on her, yeah. the whole um, build up to San Francisco, I was my stomach was a knot. <laughs> yeah. And I was clutching You were right the, there with him. The arm re- yeah, I'm like I don't like is she gonna be mad? Like is it his pl- is is it is it his place to right. say anything? Exactly. He doesn't want to knock her down. Yeah. 
And then her already knowing, I'm like, ugh. And that 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 scene feels like it was 45 minutes long, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And that they just fucking unloaded everything that movie needed to unload in that in the hotel room. Yeah, uh, I I have to say I don't I don't know if you could pinpoint when you when you realized uh, Derek what what was going on um, that that second conflict the whole cheating thing. But there was a moment where they want to do something. He checks his phone and he says, "Oh, I can't." And I just immediately, instinctively knew, oh my god, there's another woman. Yeah. Oh, it really? Just, it hurt me because I was like, you, you bastard. Like, what? No, you I was too in love with what was going on. Yeah. Uh, and I did. Cool. Yeah, I didn't want it to be true because I was just like, you, you're having such a good life, and you're gonna do this to her. Like he's, I kind of don't want her to forgive him. Like they don't. Well, really, I. That's the thing that you have to wrap your head around. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of a thing where they don't even talk about it in the film. But the, I feel like there's an understood. She wants to forgive him because of the daughter. And it's and it's also she makes it very clear, like, like she's known him a long time. It seems like they don't actually say how long, but long enough to. Uh, um, I mean, long enough where he had a career that he set aside for her to have her career. Right. Yeah. That's a. I think that's a pretty deep. I haven't talked to any females about this movie yet. Mm-hmm. I wish there was one on right now, but I. The, when, do you remember that movie? Uh, it was a Zach Braff movie. It was the one he made after Garden State. Uh, me and Orson uh, Welles. Oh, Zach Braff. What are you talking? About? I thought you said Zach Efron. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was it called? Um, well, he cheats on his on his wife in that. And oh, um, he, I know what you're talking about, though. With Rachel Bilson. The, the Good Night Girl? What is that? No. What am, am I close? What was it after? Zach Braff, right after Garden State. And it had a killer soundtrack. Rachel Bilson was in it. Wasn't it like he was getting married and he cheated on yeah. her? Yeah. He cheated yeah. on her before the wedding or something? Yeah. Jacinda Barrett, who disappeared. She was in like every movie in 2006. Huh. Anyway. So he, the Last Kiss? That's The it. Last Kiss. Okay. Spoilers, she forgives him at the end of that movie. And every girl I knew at the time was like, what the hell is this bullshit? <laughs> I just want to know what a female... I mean, it's written and directed by a female, so I'm going to trust that it, there's some semblance of, of sincerity in it. But I'm still wrapping my head around... I mean, it's her choice whether to... Well, and I think she also... Uh, any, any way you slice it, she comes out ahead because she's still running that company. Yeah. Which, that's... I think that's, in, that's like so cool that she's, she started that herself and she's made it into the company that it is and she's very proud of it there's there's a there's no kind of um there's when she wants to relent to another ceo it's it's out of like a a a perceived obligation to her family yeah uh but it's it's something that she doesn't need to feel it's something that she's feeling from others and so she she turns down all these ceos um, not just for the dumb reasons, like they don't blink enough, mm-hmm. but because they they just don't <laughs> understand her company, and they don't they don't fall in line with her vision. And they call it a chick site, man. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like that whole thing of of her seemingly forgiving him and stuff like that is is more of a a reflection of her saying that like how well she knew him mm-hmm. and understanding that like he wasn't doing it to be malicious. It was probably just because he was scared, and like it's because of her understanding of him as a person. That she knew that it wasn't like maliciously done, you know what I mean? That it was a mistake, and that she was already prepared to forgive him because she did care about her family and care about him. And in most cases, like that's not what happens. Well said. And that moment 
where they kind of where she like lets it all all uh, come out to him, and then they watch that uh, that movie together, and he's oh, just yeah. bawling because he's finally a part of something again, something yeah. that he cares about. Oh my goodness! When Robert De Niro cries while watching, um, was that singing in the rain? M- maybe. It was, uh, I f- yeah, same even, guy, Gene Kelly, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, Gene Kelly. I'm pretty sure it's singing in the rain, uh, but he, yeah, that's that's really something. That that was super Nora Ephron. I'm glad Nancy Myers is because Nora Ephron died a few years ago. But and I watched recently a bunch of her movies. I'm glad someone is, is out there to put Gene Kelly in a scene of emotional resonance in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we've uh, we've gone through all the thick of it. Are you in that ending where he's tai chiing and then he stops her to tai chi with her? Like he's oh, like yeah. a uh, symbolism. Well, because he starts. That's where we meet him. Uh huh. That's a good you know. That's a good bookend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is very old school, and by old school I mean twenty years ago. It's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, I I loved it. It's the full two hours. Yeah, every moment of it is. I was a little worried about that, and I just at by the end I was like, I'm so glad. I tell you, it's because of that heist. The heist (laughs) happens almost exactly in the middle of the movie, and it totally re-energizes you. Because in a film like this, normally, like no matter how good the writing is and the actors and everything, it just a film like this will slow down. So I think the heist. I also think that the once we get through, there's kind of like an overarching, you know, the CEO replacement plot. There's there's the opening bit which is Ben fitting in, and then once we get you know eased into that, then we have the the cheating plot. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, it really meshes everything really well. Yeah. And with the the what it it's it stance on like what a powerful woman in 21st century uh, workplace is. It also takes commentary on what a man's place is in the workplace at home. Mm-hmm. Like that speech he gives, like where's all the Harrison Fords. Look at you! Look, at you, you guys look like Tim Burton characters. <laughs> and I'm hanging out with you. This is my army. Yeah. No, when he's they, not wrong. That the, that's also a kind of a funny moment when um when Robert De Niro's telling telling that one guy to dress to impress, go put on a boyfriend shirt, and he, it's like a it's a female cut shirt, but it's at least it looks nice. It's a button up shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good visual gag. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Putting that guy in a weird shirt. Because I, I'm pretty sure that was a women's shirt. Yeah, that's the joke of yeah. the boyfriend shirt. Yeah. Because they sell women's clothing. Yep. So. <laughs> that's why they call it the boyfriend shirt. The boyfriend shirt. Yep. Uh, and he doesn't understand that. No. Do you guys have, guy. like, ratings? Uh, no, not really. I just kind of, I divide stuff into, like, see it right now, rent it when it comes out because you don't want to pay the full ticket price or wait for it to come on HBO one weekend and or Netflix or Netflix and watch it then. But yeah, this is, this is something you should go see. It's a, something special. It's a good movie. Yeah. I agree. This podcast is a part of the Benview network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>